When you discovered the law of attraction, you started to believe anything was possible. Life got better, much better. Now you want more, but it's not working. That's where the Manifest It Now show comes in. If you've been waiting for someone who can teach you the practical application to manifest quicker and easier while having more, turn the volume up because the dynamic duo, Cassie Parks and Ginny Gain, are ready to teach you how to live the law of attraction like they do. It's time to laugh and learn. Hello and welcome to this episode of Manifest It Now. I'm here with Cassie Parks and we are back with Elle Russ. Yay! And we are here with Ginny Gain. So excited. <laughs> We're not used to doing an intro with three. Right? <laughs> I love it. Um, Jen, what are you excited about? Okay. I'm excited about, we are, we just hired a cleaner for a house. So Yay! I, I got a, it's funny, but it's been, it's one of those things that has felt far off and it's mm-hmm. never been, it was, it's just been a choice. You know, and so honestly, after those episodes we did about uh, how to afford anything you want and talking about affording things, yes. and there was some sort of switch that was like, oh, like, of course we can afford this. And then it was just falling into place. And oh, that I literally, that's what I manifested that um, amazing women, mother, daughter came in. They're so perfect. And then we hired them through like an app and then they came in and were like, oh, we, we'd love to do this on our own for half the price. And I'm like, Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Of course. Of course. That so it felt, it's just like, it's been such an amazing experience, like getting them and having them here. And, and Lisa and I are both like, we're, they're going to be like, become part of our, our community, you know? And nice. so I love it. It's very exciting. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. What about um, you, well, I think I had a different, I mean, I'm always excited about everything you guys know, but I am also, I'm going to share this because I think it's so in alignment. I am also excited about our cleaner. <gasps> like, <laughs> um, and it really ties in. I love that you said it for a couple different reasons. You know, um, my love is, re- she was reading my book. Um, we, there was some new money that came into our life and it was, there is like, we're like, okay, where's this go? Cause it really was totally unexpected. And, and she's like, you know, I read in your book that you should take some of your new money and do something fun with it. (laughs) And my response was like, Oh, does it feel fun to spend it on a cleaner? And she was like, yes. I'm like, okay, great. (laughs) I love that. She was like, by the way, I'd like to draw your attention to your own words. Yes. And it, it was really fun because it wasn't necessarily that I had said, you know, it wasn't like into that, but we, it was just, we were playing with that. And yeah, so it was really fun. And again, we're talking about writing. So it seems like the perfect thing to be excited about. Yeah. <laughs> so Alan, you tell us that you're excited about a cleaner. This is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, uh, don't have that one, but I, aside from the, you know, the, the, the courses and the program we'll be talking about, I am really excited because. I am going to visit my mom for the first time since before the pandemic. And like, she's the love of my life. And so it's been really tough. I live alone. So, you know, the pandemic was, I mean, you had friends I go hiking with, but in general, you know, yeah. oh my God, I just want to hug my mom and snuggle with her. Like I cannot wait. And so I'm so happy. And it's just in time. It's her 75th birthday, which is a big milestone. And so I'm just so happy to finally be able to like get on a plane go see my mom and, you know, have it be all like not stressful, you know, with the pandemic and coronavirus and all of that. So that's just really exciting to me. 
Yay! And everybody in your mind, send Elle's mom like big happy birthday wishes right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. All right. So we are talking more about writing with Elle. Um, Let's do this up front. Tell us a little bit about your new program for writing. Yeah. So it's an eight week program. I call it knock it out, get it done. (laughs) You can always just go to my website, lrust.com, you know, and tap on the tab. This is writing program. And it's eight weeks. It's two hour a week grouping group coaching calls, but then you also get half an hour with me privately. And, you know, of course you'll have to do some of your own work. So a lot of writing, well, there's writing programs you can take and you can do modules and you can just sit there and listen to people talking about writing. That's not how you're going to get it done. Again, that's just ethereal, like theory, elusive stuff. You actually have to get in there and you have to, and like you said before in the last episode, Ginny, about being held accountable, knowing that, you know, you have something you sort of have to do, you've signed up for. And again, you know, getting into it because like, you know, writers write guys, the only difference between people that want to do it and are doing it is that we actually do it. And that's what I'm really good at. So I've been coaching people one-on-one on this for a long time. Like I had, I, someone wanted to write a sitcom. They had never written a sitcom. We did it in 10 days, uh, an hour or two a day, knocked it out. Um, same thing with, you know, I can write a screenplay in a week. And again, I'm at a different level, but I know, and, and like we talked about before, it's really the mindset that, that trips everybody up. It's not having the correct LOA mindset going into this thing to begin with. That's why it stops people. They're too focused on the how, the end result, uh, confidence issues about, you know, declaring themselves as a writer, right? And how dare I, and who do I think I am? And all of these things, which is why I do suggest when people do things like this, you keep it close to the vest or to the people that are going to be encouraging. The last thing you need is to have more people sort of project a lack of confidence to you on something because I am a writer and even writing my first book, family members were like, well, you've never written a book. I mean, you know what? These kind of comments are like, you don't need to deal with them when you want to stay in that space. So this is um, really fun for me. It's a max 10 part participants. So it's very intimate. And it's me doing also work outside of the meetings, really getting into your stuff. And I'm really good at that. You know, I'm good at panning the camera out and being able to see things from a different perspective. And as you guys know, sometimes as a writer, if you show it to someone else and they're looking at it in a different way, they're going to be able to see something. And I think people just don't broadly pan the camera out as much when they start writing and they become comfortable with writing over time. You're able to sort of generate that critical mind on your own. Um, So this is just really fun for me because it's something I'm good at and I love. And I can just say that, man, it's like with any of your clients when they succeed something or they've overcome something, some mindset trip up that now has been released and they're living their best lives. It's like when you complete something you've been wanting to do for a while, particularly a writing project, the sense of accomplishment, confidence, happiness. I mean, people just tear, you know, tears because they finished it because they didn't think they could or they did it up and then they did. And they're like, oh my God, this wasn't that difficult. And you're like, yeah. And that is just, I can't wait for that. That's the fun part of seeing everybody really be just so filled, you know, with joy and accomplishment. Yes. I love that. It's one of the first things that we talked about um, when we met in person on Parks Beach, as Mel, uh, as Elle calls it, <laughs> combined Mel- Malibu and Elle. Malibu in that. Park Beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and it, I was like, that is so cool. And I love that. And when I saw it come out, I was like, oh, amazing. This is going to be so good for so many people. So I love that. Um, so I want to I want to start with that, and we're kind of going to wrap back around to that in this episode with these questions. Um, so, Jenny, I think I'll start with you. Do you do you write based on inspiration? 
Let's talk about inspiration and writing only. (laughs) I love it. Right now only because I'm not, I don't have a project in front of me. Yes. Right. So it, it does get a little bit different if, if there's something I'm working on or completing, but right now it's always only inspiration. And it's so fun because I don't, it's about all these different things. It could be different styles at different times, different, but in, so there might be an inspiration when I'm in the middle of waiting somewhere and I'll pick up my phone and I'll write, right. Or I'll grab a notepad and I'll write and things often come when I'm just doing out random things. Mm -hmm. And so I love, I love that part of it. And, and I think it's really important to be acknowledging in that moment, this is what writers do. Like, this is me being inspired. This is me following inspiration and just living it for that moment or that time, knowing the universe will take care of the details that needs to come Mm -hmm. beyond that. Well, I also want to highlight you're stepping into an inspired writer. Like every time you write from inspiration, deadline or not, it's going to help you out when we talk about sort of these deadlines in the future, but you're becoming an inspired writer when you acknowledge like, oh, this inspiration is here to just pull out my phone and open a note and take, you know, write down for two minutes. You're being an inspired writer. Yeah. Elle, do you write from inspiration? Only. (laughs) Said, like people have come to me and then said like, Hey, do you want to write an article on like paleo primal living or something like that? Uh-huh. I have an expertise in, and maybe I'm like, kind of, I could say that I could be like over that topic a little, you know, I mean, I always mm-hmm. talk about it, but still, uh, even in that moment, it was, it's, it's still inspiring. Like I'll agree to it because I'll be like, no, 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 this would be great. It's, it's so it doesn't have, there's levels of inspiration, right? There's levels of like being compelled and being excited. And so sometimes it may just be like, no, 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 that'll be good. You know what? I'd like another article on that. This will be fun. It's gonna, it's only 1200 words. Let's just do it. Um, and maybe that's not coming from like, oh my God, I'm so excited. You know, there's different levels, but it's still inspired. Um, I feel that, uh, And like you said before, when you don't write from inspiration or you're writing because you are trying to, uh, you're trying to put out what you think people want to hear or how they want to hear it, it never works out. Like I have a friend who just finished a book um, and she noticed that along the way, she, it didn't sound like her, right? Mm -hmm. You know, she was writing in a way that she thought people should write sentences and how things should, and it then didn't, there was not, none of her in it until she had to go back and go, hold on a minute. I got, I got to like put myself in here. This is not how I talk. This is not how I express myself. And so again, you know, I think that that, um, it's just sort of an interesting tangent there. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, I mean, and I'm like you, Ginny, I have ideas. I put them in the notes on the iPhone. I have written things where I put something on a post-it note, like one sentence, and then I wrote a sketch about it like four years later. So I always write down ideas because you never know when you are going to want to be inspired to flesh it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I write from inspiration as well. Like even if it's getting newsletters done, like I give myself space now to have that inspiration, but yeah, if it, if it's on the calendar and it's not inspired, just put it down. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's cool. Emails is a great example of that or posts. Yes. I really wait for that as well. And sometimes there'll be big gaps in my, you know, you know, the business gurus are telling you, and you must be consistent, which I agree with, but also it's inspiration is more important. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 
Yeah. All right. So um, we Elle went, went in at the beginning about her new program and getting it done, knocking it out. And um, so I want to talk a little bit about what is the value. And Jenny and I have both written on timelines. So what is the value in getting it done or committing to get it done? Jenny, you want to start? Uh, what's the value in that? I mean, I get it done. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I've always been someone that works well with those kind of timeframes. And it's been a skill to learn how to work with inspiration within those timelines mm-hmm. um, and almost like leave space for that. It's huge to do with mindset and how you're thinking about it. So there's one path that's like, I got to get this done or else, or there's one path that like got to get this done by this deadline, or I have space. I'm going to be inspired before this time. You almost mm-hmm. like claim that, or I'm going to be inspired to this within this week or what, whatever that might be. So, I mean, it feels, it has felt very powerful to work on a timeline for me. And and especially when I was writing my book, I loved having that accountability to show up and to have someone looking at this is due this week and this is due this week. And it almost helped my mind break it down because I only had to focus on this one thing. And then, so when you're not thinking about the whole thing, there is way more room for inspiration to come in. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that highlight. I'm the same way. Um, having that deadline, I even made it tighter on myself. So, you know, I started the first time I wrote, it was nine weeks. And then now if I'm writing like a, a nonfiction book, I do it in three days because that I realized that even that tighter commitment and that focus for me was better to knock it out in that amount of time. Takes a little longer for a fiction book, but um, that getting it done goes back to, we had an episode pretty recently about inspired commitment. And for me, that's what it is. It's that if the commitment was inspired, getting it done feels good. Mm -hmm. And you're acknowledging your success all along the way. Like every little point you make, you're like, I'm successful, I'm successful, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Yeah, which helps your alignment. Yes. I love it. Um, Elle, and you, you told us, but summarize, like for you, what is getting it done and committing to getting it done? How does that um, support you? And what's the value in that? Yeah. uh, First I'll throw out that the statistics are that 80% of people want to be a writer. Yeah. When I read that, that's crazy. I didn't realize that. People in just the U S guys. Okay. So, and I go, and you go, well, why? Um, and I think part of it is, uh, A, I think people are like, oh, it'd be so cool to be a writer because then I could just kind of like travel and da, 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 and I could do what I want. Of course. Yes. Yeah. That's my lifestyle. But the other part is that people have something to say. They, 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 they feel like they have something to share. They want to tell mm-hmm. something. So it's just a matter of like getting it done. The difference between them and us is that they just haven't done it yet. And, um, I think to me, the value, I feel the same way Cassie does. So people have like, oh, if you just write an hour a day in three months, you'll have a book. And I strongly disagree with that tactic. And if it works for you, that's great. But here's the difference. When you're immersive, like your three-day thing, Cassie, and then you're at a level where I, that makes sense and it makes sense for me too. When you are intensely in a time frame, when you've got a timeline, you're living, you're breathing it. And yes. when you see that, more inspiration, like you said, Jenny, comes more- oh. And, and you're in it, you're in it, and, and, and you don't know, and you know this guy's as writers, but until you're in it, you don't, how many ideas did you have that popped up about your books yeah. that weren't even there when you started, never even knew were going to show up, but they showed up because you were like immersed in the whole world of it. And that to me is super fun. And also yes. too, you're crunching it. You're like, hey, I'm going to knock this out. Now, 
at the end of eight weeks or whatever timeline someone sets for yourself, are you going to have it like ready to press send on the publisher? Okay. Maybe not completely refined with exactly all the stuff and you haven't copyrighted yet, but you got it. You got the meat. And at that point, then, you know, you guys know, then the tinkering and the chess playing with, oh, this should be in chapter two or editing or making it look pretty, that all comes at the end. And that mm -hmm. stuff is so much easier when you have it all there because you already feel like I did it. Yeah. I did it. <laughs> now I just have to go back and tweak and dot the I's and make sure and okay, reword it or whatever. And, and so knocking it out and getting the meat of it done, you know, um, is really important. And I think too, ah, it's weird. You're like, I'm going to do this. Ah. But every person I have worked with who was hesitant, they're not writers, they don't have a background in writing. The moment they got going, all of them have been like, you know what, this, this was like not that hard and it was fun. Yes. And, and, and the level of confidence that, get, that they gained. So like you said, Jenny, inspiration breeds inspiration. And if you just, so committing to it and getting in there and being held accountable, even if like that's inspired, but maybe you're hesitant or still feeling like not positive about it, when you get going, dashes is exciting you guys it's fun and that's why i like the immersive thing like i wrote my second book in um let's see if i really look at like i'm sitting at the computer and like how much work did i actually spend on this thing i would say probably three weeks total maybe nine to five if i were to add it all up over the course of like five weeks it that's really not a long time to write a book. But while I was writing, I had an idea. I was like, you know, I should interview a psychologist on confidence. And, you know, and, and this was great because just such an LOA. I looked up a guy, saw a bunch of psychology articles, just reached out to the guy. He's like, sure, let's hop on a phone call. I recorded it. Done. There you go. I mean, and I never even thought about doing that before I started mm -hmm. it. But while I was immersed and, you know, I was like, oh, that could be fun. And so that's what I ended up putting in my book that wouldn't have shown up if I had completely tried to map it out from the beginning. We can only do so much of that, right? You do an outline, you fill it in. And then from there, things change and you have to be open to that. That's another part of the LOA. You can't be resistant to the fact that things might take a right turn or go in another direction in a way that you didn't initially consider. You know what I mean? And, and I want to remind everyone, this is your thing. So you aren't held to any right rules about this. And I think that's the other thing too, is people look at how other people model books. You don't have to have anything called chapters. You could do part one, part two, you can do it any way you want. Um, and so as long as it makes sense and it flows and the information is coming out where the reader understands it. it and so that's why I think, again, people are tripped up by like, how does everyone else do it? Or how quote should it be done? Or, you know, all of these things that have nothing to do with the actual meat of the thing you're compelled to say. And so the other part that you mentioned, Cassie, that you did that book initially for street credit kind of, you know what I mean? For being a speaker, a lot of people want to do that. And that certainly is uh, valid. You know, you are probably going to likely get more interviews and things like that and speaking engagements if you have a book. Um, but to do that for that end, like for example, with the LOA on my first book, my only request to the universe at, at when it was published was, I just want the publisher to at least make their money back that they invested in this book and help at least one person in the world, that or something better, you know? And they made their money back and it helped thousands of people in the world and became a best-selling book. But again, people at the time were like, are you reading reviews every day? Are you, I'm like, no, that's, I, yeah, if I'm on there going, does everyone like me? Is everyone like me? You know, and again, so that's part of the coaching and the writing program. Let's get rid of this, you know, the, the yucks mindsets and all of these things that don't have anything to do with the actual mm, immersive yummy process that we just talked about having fun doing. I love it. And that you're referring to beingness there, right? When you're in the energy of it, you're in the totally you're in the beingness of being being the 
your writer, author, or you want to describe it, and the creator of what you're creating and what's next. And, and you're really creating as you write, right? You're creating readers, literally, as you write, because you're speaking, I believe, you're, you're speaking to someone. Um, and I think you can go deeper with that, but you're, you know, you are, I don't, I think that we are called to write and share because there's someone to hear us. Like we're called to say it because somebody is, is waiting for us. Right. Talk about like co-creation in the most amazing way. Like yes. the call to write is an answer to a question from somewhere else out in the world. Yes. There's someone for everybody, guys. You know, listen, I've interviewed hundreds of people. There's sometimes I interview someone, I can barely get through the interview. The most boring person on planet earth, just going to be honest about it and say that it's, it's been, it's like pulling teeth, but here's the thing. That person's like a best-selling author, right? Yeah. Like all these, there's someone for everyone. Uh, yes. I'm falling asleep talking to this person, but man, they've got a million subscribers on YouTube. <laughs> love listening to their shows. I, I, hey, and that just, and I've seen that so much that it doesn't matter what everyone else is doing. There is an audience for you. You will, they will, you build it. They will come. It totally, absolutely is true. Yes. Uh, That's amazing. I love it. All right. That's a great place. I think to wrap up today, next week, we're going to talk about like leveraging LOA and the commitment process and um, a little bit more about this commitment. So thank you, Elle. Uh, Have a wonderful week. You can find Elle at lross.com, E-L-L-E-R-U-S-S.com and check out her writing program. We'll be back next week. Bye. 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 Go be awesome. Thank you for joining us on the Manifest It Now show, where you learn how to leverage the law of attraction to manifest your dreams. Now that you're inspired, share the love and review us on iTunes. While you're there, remember to subscribe.